Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Let's talk about some of those options. Now, I only have three sleeper quarterbacks for you here, too. Again, there's not going to be a drastic difference with the small amount of quarterbacks in general that I'm going to be ranked much higher than than ADP and ECR. But these are the three guys that at least I want you to take a look at. If you're draft, if you're waiting at quarterback position or you want to take a second one, maybe you took an Anthony Richardson, whatever the case, and you want to take a veteran to go with them. I think you should be looking at Ryan Tannehill, who I cannot believe. So he's like the he's like the reverse Bryce Young for me right now. Bryce Young's getting drafted at QB 19, and I have ranked at 30th. I have Tannehill ranked at 19, and ADP's taking him at QB 29, which makes no sense to me. None. I mean, do we not remember that yes, last year, Ryan Tannehill, not only did he have the crappy play calling of Todd Downing, which I hope we never have to see him call plays again. He's already called it one too many times. He was also injured, and it was his foot. Tannehill needs to be mobile in order to be effective. Remember, prior to last year, he finishes the QB 12 in 2021. He finished the QB7 in 2020. He finished the QB9 on a points-per-game basis when he first joined the team and took over for Marcus Mariota in 2019. He had seven rushing touchdowns each of the last two years in 2021 and 2020. The big difference last year, foot was hurt, only had two rushing touchdowns, didn't have many weapons. This might be the best weapon crew he has altogether. I know Traylon Burks got hurt, but I talked to Brian Scott. He said LCL. If it's a sprain, maybe he misses week one, but he will be back in the month of September. Nothing to be too concerned about. His explanation was, you know, I'm not a doctor. His explanation was that the LCL is a very strong ligament and that we're not too too concerned. So for most of the year, Ryan Tannehill should, if not the whole year, have DeAndre Hopkins, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and Chikakonkwa as his weapons. That's the best group of weapons we've seen Tannehill have in a system, a team that he's been very effective in. I think there's a good chance he outperforms my ranking at QB 19, especially the ADP of QB 29. So keep your eye on Ryan Tannehill. I don't know why the hate has gone this far. My other sleeper. I don't know how much of a sleeper this is necessarily, but he is going outside the top 12. So I put Aaron Rodgers on this list. His ADP is actually at 12, 13. ECR has him ranked at QB 15. I got him ranked at QB 13. Again, these these margins are going to be lower when you got a quarterback position when there's only, you know, so many positions. Tight ends will probably be very similar. Why, a wide receiver running backs episode next week. 
they'll have a much wider range going on. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers is on my sleeper. Remember last year, he played with a broken thumb. That had a huge role in what we saw. And if, you, if you're not sure about how big of a role that broken thumb played in Aaron Rodgers having one of his worst years of his career, I just look at the stat of the fumbles. This guy had eight fumbles last year. He had seven total fumbles the two previous years combined. That tells me right away you're having a problem gripping the ball. You're not a guy who puts the ball on the ground a lot, and all of a sudden you have more fumbles combined in one season than the previous two. That's a big indication to me that you just weren't not right. 64 com- completion percentage compared to his average 69. Now, yes, he is running less, and that just comes from being getting older. But I do like the fact that he's there with Nathaniel Hackett. Not because of Nathaniel Hackett, don't get me twisted. He's a terrible offensive coordinator, but Aaron Rodgers now gets to just run his offense, run his plays like he did in Green Bay where he had 48 passing touchdowns and 37 passing touchdowns and back-to-back MVPs. And before he tried to hit me with Green Bay being a better offensive team, uh, no, they weren't. You had Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Now you have Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. You had Devontae Adams. Now you have Garrett Wilson. Al Lazard's the same. So <laughs> the only thing that might be different is the Green Bay offensive line was a little bit better. And there have been some concerns right now with the Jets. If you're watching Hard Knocks, you know. But just watching them in general, there have been some concerns, it seems like, in pass protection, and especially with this Jets offensive line at the moment. Keep that in mind. But this is a guy who's removed one year from the MVP season, one year from when he finished the QB6 in fantasy football, and he's being drafted, for the most part, either at the 12 or outside the top 12. He looks elated to be out of New York Jets. He just does. He looks like a new man. He looked like he was just drowning in Green Bay and couldn't be happier to be in New York now. And I do believe that a motivated Aaron Rodgers can lead to big things. So look at Aaron Rodgers, one of my sleepers. My last sleeper for this show is Matthew Stafford. I have him ranked by QB 18. I know I'm talking about a lot of mid-level QB2 guys, but I want to talk about the guys that are going a little bit lower. ADP right now has me going at QB21. It's a little similar to Aaron Rodgers in the sense of we're only a year removed from a top fantasy finish. Remember, he he was top five just back in 2021. The one thing I do find myself targeting in my drafts, especially in fantasy football, especially this year, I'm targeting teams that have play callers that I trust. And I'm starting to see that's few and far between, by the way, as far as play callers that I trust. I trust Sean McVay that he's still a good offensive play caller. Okay? Stafford still is Cooper Cup. Now, I know outside of that, we don't know, we're not sure about the weapons. And I don't want to give him too much away, but Van Jefferson probably going to be one of the guys to talk about on my sleeper episodes for the wide receivers next week when we have, I believe we're having Britt Flynn on for that particular episode. Probably going to bring him up again, just as FYI. But they don't have anything established. We don't, we don't know exactly what Cam Makers is going to be for a full season. Didn't grow great last year. Towards the end, it did. But remember, this guy was about to be off the team by week five. So we got to see how that plays out. Tyler Higby, he could be a volume guy. He's proven that. But he doesn't do a ton with the volume that he receives. So somebody else is going to have to take the next step up. 
I don't think it's going to be a 2-2 Atwell, although they have talked glowingly about him. My guy would probably be Van Jefferson. And if somebody else besides Cooper Cup can take that next step up, with Sean McVay still calling plays, Matthew Stafford, I think for a few weeks and a few matchups, they will be matchup-based, but I think he can give you top 12 performances. And right now, this is a guy who's being drafted in the 20s. Other guys I want to mention, Brock Purdy, he's on my QB 20. Kenny Pickett, my QB 21. You know, a couple of those guys. Anthony Richardson's moving up board, so I'm not going to really mention him at all. But Brock Purdy was a top five quarterback in his little stretch. Now, that's not exactly who I expect him to be for an entire season. Don't get me twisted. But this is another guy who's proven with those weapons in San Francisco and that offense and the right matchups, he could be fantasy relevant. He could be a top 12 guy who's going for nothing because ADP is still not caught up with the fact that Brock Purdy is going to be fine come week one. He's going to play. He's going to be out there. No restrictions now. We still got three weeks to go. So that's one. Kenny Pickett's another one. Kenny Pickett, while I'm not a huge fan of the talent, he does have the similar enough skill set to a Daniel Jones where I can't roll him out. And unlike Daniel Jones, Kenny Pickett actually has weapons to throw the ball to. So if he uses his legs and rushes around and gets the ball out to his weapons, Kenny Pickett's a guy that I think we will be talking about pretty consistently on your waiver wires and redraft leagues for you know for 12-man, 10-man leagues. I could definitely see that being a scenario. The reason I don't have him ranked any higher, and the reason why ultimately he didn't make this list, because I have him pretty much in line with the ECR and the ADP, is because their offensive coordinator is still Matt Canada. And because of that, or Canada, 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 whatever you want to call it, because of that, though, they still run the risk of being as pathetic as they were last year in the red zone because he's been a terrible play caller for the past few years. Why they didn't move on from him, I don't know. But that's the number one reason why I've dampened on the idea of calling Kenny Pickett a straight-out sleeper. But somebody I wanted you guys to at least be aware of. That's going to do it for the show. Short one. This is what happens when you're solo. There's no need to go on for a full hour. Again, talk about quarterbacks. We didn't have as many sleepers and, and pitfalls as you're going to have because there's just not as many players to choose from. But next week, when we have Scott Engel on talking about running backs, and we're talking about you know at least five best guys, five pitfall guys, five sleeper guys, plus whoever Scott wants to talk about. Same thing with Britt Flynn. When we talk about the wide receivers next Thursday, those will be hour-long episodes. Tomorrow will likely be an hour-long episode plus. We're going to have Dave Hartman on at 9.30 with a half-point PPR mock draft, continuing to attack those draft strategies now that we're in the thick of August fantasy football draft season. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Make sure you follow us on social media at Show on X, Show everywhere else like Facebook, Instagram, threads, wherever. Make sure you download us on your favorite podcast app. And guys, I'll see you tomorrow night.